0: What is your name and title?
1: My name is Chris DeMolin, CEO and general manager of Kamikaze Entertainment, and Kamikaze Entertainment is the parrot company of Los Angeles Comic-Con.
0: How did you get involved with the con?
1: I was in the trade show business for a long time and one of the trade shows I ran was called Licensing Expo, which is basically the the show where all the studios and the toy companies and the promotional companies get together and look at the upcoming slate of entertainment and decide who's going to do what. And I thought it would be a fun idea. So that's a business to business convention. I thought it'd be a fun idea to get involved in a comic convention because that's kind of the business to consumer convention that once those deals get done and the toys get made and the clothes get made and all the rest of it they go downstream people buy them and that's kind of a lot of what happens here
0: So how long have you been working the LA Comic Con?
1: Uh, I first got involved in 2012 my former company acquired half the show and we owned half the show between 2012 and 2016 we sold our company and the new owner didn't want to own consumer shows so we sold the half back to the founders the year after that, they left and the, I'd gotten to know the the investors and the people that owned the show. And they called me and said, would you like to come back and run the show? So I've been back in this, my current role since 2018.
0: So as stepping outside of like your profession and stuff like that, were you a con as a, as a younger person?
1: I was, I was totally a nerd. I was a, I was a comic collector. I had a, I actually had every single Avengers comic from number one, every annual, every giant size through uh The early 80s when I went to college and then a tragedy struck which is I couldn't afford to pay my tuition I had to sell my entire collection and and it, it, it paid it paid for a semester of college so I guess that was a good thing but also huge Lord of the Rings nerd I read the books over and over and over again my daughter was here she'd make fun of me and tell you that I started a Lord of the Rings club when I was in junior high school um, um, and also Star Wars. I was one of those kids who rode my bike in the rain the day Star Wars opened and, you know, went to see it on Friday night in 1977. So Marvel, Star you know, yeah. Star Wars. And, and also Star Trek and syndication, you know, for latchkey key kids that, that raised themselves, um, you know, came home every day, made myself a snack and watched uh, reruns of Star Trek.
0: So what kind of a nerd would you call yourself? Like an overall general nerd or do you have like a specific kind of nerd?
1: I think those are my, those are my stripes of fandom. <laughs> the, the, the things that really resonate with me, you know, whether it's Marvel or it's Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. I, I mean, I'm personally thrilled that we have all four hobbits here. I'm a huge Peter Jackson fan. I love the movies. Uh, I worked in the movie business for a while and I worked on for the company that made the Chronicles of Narnia movies. And so we were in New Zealand right after the Lord of the Rings team. We worked with Richard Taylor and the guys at Weta on a lot of our stuff. And I have just so much respect for what Peter Jackson created. And so to have Elijah and Sean and, and Billy and Dom all here, uh, is you know for me is I'm very excited and, I, and the fans have been asking for it for years so we were happy that we were finally able to accommodate it
0: that's cool like one thing like uh, me and my buddy here and have been coming to, to LA comic con former kamikaze since 2015-16 so and we've noticed a a great uptick of like the quality of guests you guys have even the layout we're talking about like it's a lot smoother than what it used to be. It used to be like, you just open up the cattle and just all run and stuff like that. But now it feels like it's a little more organized and stuff, like then right. we thank you. But like, what would you think, uh, what would you say is the, the biggest contrast from like LA Comic Con is today for what it was? Well,
1: first I'll tell you what hasn't changed. What hasn't changed is that we've always been a con that's we're here for the fans. We are ourselves fans and we try to be guided in everything we do by what the fans want. I think the difference from twenty eighteen to now is, you know, I had the benefit of having a professional background in trade shows and all sorts of different trade shows. And so what we were able to do is as we grew was reach out. Um, find a way to get, to, as you say, every year sort of up the up the ante on the guests that came, up the ante on the exhibitors, get more exhibitors, get different exhibitors. And I'm a fiend for the layout. I mean, I really think when the fan walks in the front door, whether it's the signage, it's the layouts, it's the aisles, they have to be able to see where everything is and know where everything is and sort of intuitively be able to to navigate, and, and I will say that I was the one who put the main stage in the middle of the show floor, yeah. because I, I hate cons where they to see the best content, you have to stop what you're doing, leave, and go wait in line somewhere for three or four hours and hope you get in to see it. I think that's so unfair to the fans. The fans, um, they give us their time they give us their money they come here they deserve to be doing something fun every minute that they're here and so that's why we put the main stage in the middle of the show floor so if you hear something that's interesting to you you finish up whatever you're doing you buy that comic book or that t-shirt or that bit of cosplay and then you turn around and you you know 30 seconds later you're at the main stage you can you can enjoy what's going on there and the guest is there and then you can go right back to doing what you're doing so So I think that that fan experience, being at the center of everything, and then I think just being able to, uh, fortunately, year by year, with the exception of COVID for all of us, be able to just expand the offering. The reason we opened the West Hall and, and made a video game and anime hall is the fans asked for it. So that's what we're all about.
0: What do you think about the current state of pop culture today?
1: Well, look, I think the state of pop culture is always evolving. What's interesting to me, having lived in Los Angeles for a long time, LA is the, it's sort of the mashup center of so much of it the film industry, the television industry, the music industry, the gaming industry, the streaming industry. So I think things are constantly changing. And I think, you know, you see more and more collabs between those things. And that's one of the things that we think is fun. It's like we always try to make sure that the show, what we build here at the show, is very reflective of Los Angeles. That's we've got. Why we have the LAFC football team coming tomorrow to do a skills clinic? Because you know what? Some of the, those players are nerds, and they can't wait to walk around and buy some stuff. That's why last night with the party that we did on the main stage was hosted by K Rock, because they're sort of an icon of LA music. So I think that's it's that mashup of LA that that we think is what makes us unique.
0: Let's talk about the fandom a little bit, like in the past few years, we've seen like this rise of toxic fandom. What is LA Comic-Con doing to like help combat that? Uh,
1: A couple of things. First of all, I think we try in all of our communication to make it very clear that, that we welcome every stripe of fandom to be here. Every ethnicity, LGBTQ, it doesn't matter. If you, if you love this stuff, we do too. Please come and join us. I think then what we have to do is have a zero tolerance policy for people who are abusive. And so we have people going online and saying mean things about an artist that we have here. Um, we don't. We we don't support that. We don't. You know. We have had to ban people from the show who come and and bring a toxic attitude with them. So I just, we don't think that's what fandom is. And, and, a, and a con in particular, whether you wanna dress up or you're just yourself or whatever, you have to feel safe, you have to feel welcome, you have to feel like your family, you have to feel like you've come home. And so anybody that, that doesn't support that sort of an attitude, we, uh, we'd prefer not to have here
0: sounds like a, a fantastic way to handle this. And one last question is just um, what's next for all the Comic-Con? Like we've seen it start getting bigger and bigger. Like we were here and there was what, 10,000? 10, 10,000 people or something like that when we were here? Maybe well, more yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. yeah but back now... In, back in the we
1: probably had 30,000 people and now we have
0: 130,000 people. Yeah. So what's next? Are you, are you aiming to be, to be like the next San Diego Comic-Con or no?
1: You know, I don't think we try to compare ourselves to other events. San Diego's the OG, they're a completely different kind of event from what we are. It's more of a studio driven event, it's almost more of a B2B experience. What we want to be is we want to be an event that reflects all of the elements of pop culture in Los Angeles. And so that started with movies and comics and some of the stuff we started with, and we've just continued to add to that, whether we added horror, you know, adding anime and gaming a couple of years ago, I'd like to see us get more involved in, with the local sports teams. I'd like to see us get more involved in the music community. Because all of those things are part of what makes LA, LA. And we're we're fortunate in that we have this tremendous facility here. We used to be just in the South Hall. Now we're in the South Hall, the West Hall, the Concourse Hall, the Petrie Hall. We're indoors and outdoors. And we're right next to this wonderful thing called LA Live, you know, and where you've seen Chikern Boulevard get shut down and have outdoor events and have concerts in the venues. So I think, you know, ultimately, if the fans want it to be, um, we can be this catalyst at the center of a celebration of all the creative arts that happen in Los Angeles. However many people that is, it's, we don't do it for the, the number of people, we do it to make the fans have a good time. Could it be 250,000 people or 300,000 people? Absolutely, because these facilities would accommodate that and we'd have to organize it in a way to make it easy to get to everything. But it will be as big as, as the fans want it to be.
0: Yeah, well, that's one thing that we we're very appreciative of what LA uh, Comic Con has become. Like LA being the center of you know entertainment of the world that we didn't really have anything here. You know, like there's WonderCon in Anaheim, I think it is, and stuff like that, but there really wasn't anything here. The Kamikaze, but it wasn't what it is today. So we're very thankful that us nerds have a a mecca to go to, That especially the, that we can't afford to go, you know, San Diego Comic-Con or stuff like that, you know. He's lucky, because he goes to Celebration, so. <laughs> well, and it's a funny
1: story, I mean, Kamikaze, the original Kamikaze started because in 2009 and 2010, a sister and her two brothers and a couple of their friends couldn't get tickets to San Diego for two years in a row and they were so annoyed by it that they're like we'll do our own show we'll, we'll rope off the backyard and we'll do a show and, and a couple of those people still work with us our head of operations was one of the people that originally had the idea for the show back in 2010 but it started in what's called what they call Kentia Hall here Kentia Hall is a parking garage and there were maybe 10,000 people at the first show but Stan Lee came because it was local and somebody knew somebody who knew somebody who asked Stan to come and he had such a good time that he because of the vibe you know the fan vibe and that's why he got involved in the show and it was one of the greatest honors of my life to get to work with him for a few years so i think that seed of being a fan who wants access to the coolest stuff that's out there and being able to create that that's still kind of in our dna that's kind of what we are
0: all right well thank you very much for the conversation It was very fun entertaining right. thank you